Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Today we're going to dive into a pack of 2016 trading cards. On the front we've got JT, GI, Josh Morris, CP13, Corey Parker and Billy the Kid Slater. Uh, 2016, obviously the year after the Cowboys played the Broncos in the grand final. 2016, of course, the year that the Cronulla Sharks won their maiden premiership. Uh, Let's open these up. Let's dive into them. Let's have a look. Okay, our very first card. We've got Marika Korobidi. I think we've had his card before. Uh, Obviously, a guy that has left our game now. He's gone to Rugby Union. He's done incredible things there. I think he was their player of the year last year. I I, I could be wrong, but he's done some outstanding things over there. He's been really impressive. He's a guy that I really hope does return one day. He's got so much ability, and I would love to see him back in our game, um, you know, just a champion fella. And I, I, I still remember that night that I saw him play for the West Tigers against Parramatta. I think he scored four tries, and he was just unstoppable. No one could get anywhere near him that night, Marika Korobiti. He's a guy that I would love to see return. Uh, too much ability to be out of our game for much longer. Got a lot of time for Marika. Our next card is Bodine Thompson, New Zealand Warriors. Uh, obviously played for the Warriors and for the Gold Coast Titans. I remember when Bodine's career first started and I was on a flight from the Gold Coast to Sydney and and he was on that flight and I happened to be sitting next to him but I had no idea who he was at that time and I spoke to him for the entire flight. It was, you know, Gold Coast to Sydney was about an hour or so, maybe not even that much and uh, we spoke the entire time. I had no idea who he was. We didn't talk about footy at all. We spoke about everything outside of rugby league, had no idea and then a few months later I saw him on TV, you know, round one rolled around. We're obviously up there in in summer, I spoke to him for 40-odd minutes. As I said, didn't say a word about football. Got down here and he was playing first grade. All of a sudden went, holy shit, that's the bloke that I sat next to on the plane. A champion fella. I think he's over in England now. One of those one of those versatile second row 
Uh, second row forwards and centres, he could play either. A real versatile guy. Guy got a lot of time for Bodine Thompson. I'd like to see him back sometime. Uh, Anthony Watmo in his Parramatta Eels kit. Jeez, he still looks weird in this. Uh, didn't all go well for Chuck Watmo at the Parramatta Eels. Obviously, Manly was where his career was unbelievable. Uh, a couple of premierships there. You know, represented his country, played state of origin. I always thought in an era dominated by Queensland, Anthony Watmo was sensational for the Blues each and every game. A real origin player. I remember there was one series that they didn't pick him, and I just remember sitting there going, what on earth is doing? And then he came back in in game two or game three, and he absolutely carved up. I've got a lot of time for Anthony Watmo. I know it didn't finish well at the Parramatta Eels, uh, but what he did at Manly was simply unbelievable. I remember when I had Michael Witt on the podcast, he talked about how Ben Kennedy, when he arrived at Manly, he just took Chuck Watmo under his wing and just showed him how to be a footballer and what Manly's about, and it really meant a lot to that club. Uh, I think he's got a... I think he might have a Lebanese restaurant down in Bondi now. He's doing really well for himself post-footy, Anthony Watmo. Next man is Luke Keary in his South Sydney Rabbitohs kit. I think Luke Keary's had so much success for the Roosters. We almost sort of forget that he was at South Sydney. We've, of course, had Cody Walker walk into his jersey since and do unbelievable things in the six. But you got to remember, he won the comp with South Sydney at 5'8 in 2014, had a sensational season, really was a point of difference in their side. I'm not sure if they could have won it without him, to be honest with you. One of the real unsung heroes has since moved to the Roosters, uh, a move that you know South Sydney would have hated. They would hate to see how successful he is now, but just a sensational talent. Obviously, concussions over the last few years have been a worry, but... You know, he's won three premierships now in six years, seven years. He's got a Clive Churchill medal. He's just done it all, Luke Keary. Uh, a sensational footballer and a guy that I love to watch. Really crucial to the to the Roosters' success. If you're if you're the main guy at the Roosters, you know you are one hell of a footballer. Luke Keary definitely is one of those. Next man is Ryan James in his Gold Coast Titans. Looks so familiar. It's going to be so different this season when we see him in the green down in Canberra. As I've spoken a lot about Ryan James over the last few months, no need to go into a heap of detail, but I've been watching him for, you know, 10-odd years now. I remember him coming down playing SG ball being the same size he is now. A sensational guy. Injuries have ruined his career so far. Hopefully in Canberra he gets a good run because I think he's going to do special things. Okay, here we've got a special card. Faces of the game. We've got Corbin Sims here. Now, Corbin Sims, uh, a Gerringong boy. Um, I, I go on a lot of holidays down that way. I've, I've seen him around town there quite a few times. I think he's just left. I think he might have gone to England. But a guy that was up at Newcastle, made his way down. Uh, he went up to Brisbane, and then he went to the Dragons. Really interesting with Corbin. Um, Tarek, he's he's pledged to the New South Wales Blues. Corbin has pledged to the Queensland Maroons. So it looks unlikely now, but there was always a chance he could have the two brothers playing against each other in state of origin. There was at one point... I'm pretty sure both were in each camp as like 18th, 19th man, which made it really interesting. It might have been like the emerging squad, but that would have been one hell of a clash if you, if you could have seen Corbin versus Tariq. One for Queensland, one for New South Wales. Would have been really interesting. Our next man is Johnny Sutton. We just spoke about famous South Sydney 5'8". Johnny Sutton, obviously a South Sydney junior. Uh, you know, played over 300 games at Kensington United Junior who came through to captain South Sydney. Not only captain South Sydney, but captain them to their premiership winning uh, drought. I mean, unbelievable scenes that night. His speech, I mean, pol- <laughs> politically wasn't the best one we've heard, but it was just raw emotion. And Johnny Sutton, he is South Sydney. I was lucky enough to have him come down and uh, help coach my under-16s team last year, and he was just fantastic. He was so good with them. He's the sort of guy, he's not overly comfortable talking to big crowds or talking to kids especially, but he was really good with with, with little small groups. And my guys, they learn a lot from him, especially in defence. I... um. One thing I always say, I tell a story about John Sutton. He came to training and 
He goes, what do you want to do? And I said, if you could show them some defense, that would be fantastic. And he said, okay, let's go. And he said, who's your who's your best defender? And I, I pointed to my little hooker. I said, come on, um, you step up. And he goes, okay, you run at him. And he ran at him, and he made a perfect chop tackle. And John Sutton just said, don't ever do that again. Don't tackle around the legs. You need to wrap the ball up. And it sort of it was a moment that I stood back and just went, my God, I was told from when I was six to when I was 18 that I need to chop the legs every single tackle. Still couldn't do it, to be fair. Couldn't even get fucking close. But that's how you were taught. And John Sutton just said, mate, if you do that at South Sydney, Wayne Bennett will spray you because you need to wrap up the boards. It's It was just a really good moment for me to understand how much the game has changed. John Sutton, champion of rugby league, deserves everything he's got. Next man is Aiden Guerra from the Sydney Roosters. Obviously recently retired. People forget he actually started in the Melbourne Storm system. I posted something about him the other day. I mentioned him in a podcast and um, someone messaged me saying, oh, he wasn't at Melbourne. He, he was in the earliest parts of his career. Left there, went to the Roosters, was really successful. Won in 2013. Obviously represented Queensland Maroons. Played for Australia. Moved to the Newcastle Knights. And after he left the Roosters, he sort of went downhill a little bit, but still a really, really good leader, a really reliable guy in first grade, obviously. You know, played, I'd say, at least 200-odd games, I would guess. I mean, he made his debut in 2010, so he played 10 years of first grade. Pretty impressive stuff. And our last man is a guy that is over in England right now, and, geez, I I hope he returns sometime soon because he's too talented to be over there. This guy... He was very up and down, but when he was up, my God, he was incredible. That's uh, Lola Hia, obviously, was at the New Zealand Warriors, uh, made a move over to the West Tigers and has been in England since. But there's few guys with his ability. I remember against the Roosters when the Warriors were playing the Roosters up at the Central Coast, and he laid on a match-winning try for Roger Tuovasashek off a kick return. He's just got so much ability. He's not afraid to get his hands dirty. But he's one of those guys that sometimes he looks a little bit disinterested. I don't think we ever worked out what his best position is. I mean... He could play wing, centre, 5'8", fullback, halfback. He could just do everything. He was sort of really good at everything, but not great at any position. And it sort of it caused him to be moved around a lot. He obviously played a bit of footy in Jersey 14 as well. And, yeah, I think it was perceived he had a bit of an attitude problem, but I think that's just Tui. I think he's just a relaxed character who just goes about his footy in a certain way, doesn't get too worked up, doesn't get too stressed. He's a guy that's done really well in England. I've seen a lot of highlights of him carving up over there, and I would love to see him return sometime. I think there's a lot of NRL clubs that could do with some X-Factor like him in their side. 